Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's never been a day when I walk this world alone. So another romantic song of yours is I Can't Remember Never Loving You. This is probably my favorite double negative title (laughs) (laughs) in the history of music. (laughs) Good, good. Well, you know, I guess the English class and English teacher somewhere back in the fifth grade or whatever paid off, you know, knowing what that is for me. Yeah, 
I was writing with a guy from Halifax, a Canadian writer who was coming. He still comes to town trying to get things going. And we had been connected by a mutual friend up in Toronto that suggested that we get together, a publisher up there. So I got together with Ian, and we were writing one day, and this song just fell out. So like a, like a lot of songs, you really don't know what might happen. So it was just one that we were piling up, you know, stuff we had written over the course of a year there and a few things. And I had sent it just thinking it might work as something for the series Nashville. I'd sent it to the music supervisor for the TV series. And I thought, well, that's that, you know. I pitched another song to the series. Probably nothing will happen. <laughs> you know, because that's about all you can do is send it. And then, you know, there's not, you can't really call and say, hey, did you hear my song? It's just not the way that works. You know, they're too busy, those people. So, so anyway, about six months later, I get a call from her. And she says, hey, I'm calling about this song. We got to have... We're going to have this song now, you know. I said, okay, well, great. And, and so she said, so I need you to call everybody and get it cleared because, I, you know, we're in a hurry. We got to – and, of course, cleared in the music business means make sure everybody's on board, make sure everybody's cool with what we want to pay, make sure no one else has recorded it, that it's, there's no conflicts out there. She said, we're going to record this this week with Charles Eston and Connie Britton, who were in the show as Deacon, the character Deacon, and Raina. So she said, this is going to be big. This is going to be a featured song on this episode. So anyway, you know, I never <laughs> I never really watched the show that much. I, I, I watched it, but I didn't continue watching the show when it first came out because I felt like I was at work. You, you know? live it yeah, every day. Why like, do you want to watch that? Yeah, right? I don't want to sit there and be critical of my own business every day and the stuff that I that we do. And I just sort of felt like, oh, this is a little too close to home. I'm just going to, you know, sometimes I'm frustrated anyway. I don't want to get frustrated watching this, you know. But the show was doing well. And so when I got this call, I watched it and I was just blown away by the performance that Charles Eston and Connie Britton did. It was season five, episode 11. Doesn't sound like somebody who doesn't watch the show. I mean, I know that... <laughs> I probably know which minute in, in epi <laughs> the episode it came on. It came on right at the end. But, you know, it was the scene where Raina w had been in an automobile accident. And she was no longer there. And he had found some videotapes of her and decided to add his voice in the studio. That was all part of the storyline of the, of the TV sh series, that episode. And it was very poignant. You know, he was in the studio. Her picture, her video was playing on the screen behind him as he was adding the, his parts. And it was really, really effective and made it onto the soundtrack album for season five. And quite proud of it. You know, I, I, that's another one that I play a lot when I'm doing my songwriter shows because I always kind of pull the audience, anybody here, you know, Watch it. Uh, did you watch the series? And and it's amazing how many people have watched that series. And so it goes over pretty pretty well. So some of your early songs ended up in movies, and then this ends up, yeah, uh, in in a hit series, yeah, about Nashville. Yeah, so. I like those. I, I like getting things into film because it pays. It the pay is more certain, you know, than 
waiting for something to come out on radio and hoping it goes up. You, you know, you get paid right up front. <laughs> so that's good. And it's exciting. You know, I kind of like having songs in films and TV. I haven't, don't have a lot of them, but, but it's cool. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes the songs end up better than the, the film. I've had a lot of that, you know, where, you know, you end up years later saying, don't go rent the movie, but <laughs> the song was in it, you know, <laughs> but Nashville, I'm very, that, that particular season in episode five, I'm really, really, really proud of. I thought this was a song about moms. Really? That's great that you can relate it that way. But it, it's not. It's a love song, really. It's a love song, but it's not because like your mom is the one that you can can't remember never loving because from the moment you're born yeah you know you have this attachment with your mom you know what that's interesting i'd have to comb back through the lyric to see if anything conflicts with that but see now that's what that's how i like that the fact that someone can relate to it a different way than we actually wrote it you know so you were writing in it not about moms about was about a girl our gals yeah are your gals yeah my wife your wife at the time and his wife I'm sure and you Tony's and he, no Ian's wife. Ian's wife. Sorry. I'm sure that Ian had her in mind, and you know when we write it, we're drawing from that kind of an experience, you know. So you write a great love song to the girl that you love. Yeah, and you bring it home and play it for her. <laughs> well, I think I think I can speak for Ian on this, and probably most songwriters, you know, are wise are so used to <laughs> all this, you know, you you get a new song. And, you bring it home, and I think they've they've heard so many fictitious songs that you've come up with that, that you know that it's really when you tell them a song might be inspired by them or whatever. It's I don't know if it hits home with them quite <laughs> quite the way you'd like it to. You know, they go, "Oh, okay. Well, who's going to cut it? Well, you know, we'll see. You know, all of a sudden it takes on a different meaning. <laughs> you know, it's like, do you think we can get it cut? But yeah, I mean, it's, I love coming up with something that's inspired by my wife or my daughter or whatever that's, or my dad. I've written songs, you know, that way too. But so you're saying you, you hope the reaction would have been better when you brought it home <laughs> to your wife. <laughs> that seems to happen a lot, you know. <laughs> but then it gets made and it yeah. becomes a hit later. And then yeah. she tells everybody that that song is about me. Yeah. Well, In the after the fact, or how well, does it work? <laughs> well, I think, I think most wives of, or spouses of songwriters, let me put it that way, I think most spouses of songwriters know that we make a lot of stuff up, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of the general reaction, it's you know, part it's, of the job, is yeah, making part of stuff, the job, making uh, stuff up. I can't remember never loving you. I just think that's a great title. And, Thank you. Uh, it's a great song. And uh, yeah, no, I really, when I read this the first time, I thought this is about how he feels about his mom. And I was going to ask you, is it not a mom song or a mom song? And you're telling me it's not a mom song. Well, next Mother's Day, I think I will play it for my mom and tell, it's a, tell her it's about her. There you go. You know, maybe we'll get some more spins on the radio on, 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 on yeah. another. Why not? It could be about a dog, too, I guess. The only hand I've ever held on to. I mean, that's, yeah. that's your mom. Like, yeah, from, could be. You know, from... Yeah, no, that's a that's great. I'm glad I'm glad you read that into it because 
That's great when a song can do that. It's sort of like a writer's trick that it's sort of like something that in this particular case, we didn't consciously do it. But a lot of times we do kind of make a song just enough where it's not necessarily about one situation. A lot of times when you you find yourself writing a song and it's too genderized, you know, you can take, you can change the personal pronouns in it so that anyone could sing it about anybody, you know, whether it's a guy singing a song about a girl or a girl singing a song about a guy. So these are things you do as a writer sometimes along the way through the writing process to make a song more pitchable, more universal. universal exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a song that only a girl can sing, I mean, you know, you, you've really kind of limited limit it down to half the market. So why not change those personal pronouns to make it where, or the, the or the tense, you know, to make it work where anyone could sing it to anyone, including their mother or their dog. <laughs> so Connie and Charles are, are actors and actresses right, and right. not per se classic singer-songwriters. Well, but... I, th- I think, no, I, I think in the case, they are first, I think they're both first actors, but I think that Charles more than... Connie has really pushed his singing career too. I don't know that she has at all, but he has. You know, he's toured as a sure. singer between projects, I guess. You know, I've really tried to get together with him. I've, I would love to get together with him and write sometime, but, but I haven't really been able to break through on that level yet. But I guess maybe he's been too busy with stuff. But I like his sound. I think he's, I think he's got a cool sound and he's certainly a good looking guy. So, I mean, he's got a shot, you know. I mean, he, to me, he, to me, it seems like he could be uh, another George Strait or something. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, but without the hat, kind of maybe appeal to a different audience a little bit. So I like to ask the songwriters who sit down with me to talk about songs that might be recorded earlier in your career that you'd like to see recorded by a contemporary voice. And so, if you could pick any song in your that you've written. And pick the dream voice today to record it. Do you have one? Oh, man. Well, the tough part about answering that question is I've got a bunch of things that I think have not been, have not seen the light of day like they should, you know. And I think every writer, every writer can say that. So, you know, I probably have a dozen songs that I feel like are perfect for George Strait. And whether they were pitched to him or not, or whether they were pitched at the wrong time or whatever, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. But for one reason or another, they they just haven't been cut, you know. And So sing- what's number one on that list for George? I've got a song that is really one of my favorite tunes that not many people have heard, but I've put, put it on one of my CDs. It's called My Daughter's Father, and it's just a really good song. You know, it's one of those songs I think someone should record. So, And it's about? Well, it's about, you know, in her eyes, I don't have to walk on water. You know, I don't have to shoot for the moon or whatever. I don't have to do big things. All I have to do is be my daughter's father. So that's the idea. And I think it's a... I think it's a really good song and it's waiting waiting to be recorded i guess by someone it was recorded i will to be fair a, a, a great singer and a, and a big artist in canada put it out as a single 
and he did a wonderful job, a guy named Gord Bamford. You know, he's not really known down here in the States, but he's huge up there, and he did a great job on it. I have a daughter, and I think that it's a real special relationship, and I feel bad for parents who just have boys. And, yeah. Because girls rock. Yeah. yeah. And, and my, my daughter came along with me the last two days on two shows that I did, you know. I'm, I just do the writer kind of shows, and she was there, just wanted to hang out with me. So she, you know, she went with me. It was really great having her alongside, so. Yeah. She's 34 now, though. She's not a kid anymore, but she's she's around. Yeah. Does she have daughters of her own? <laughs> no, not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. No, you're I'm, not a grandpa I'm, yet? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm I'm helping her look around. I'm get, keeping my eyes open, too, for the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time I meet one in the music business, you know, I kind of go, hmm do you know this guy? And she'll say, no, no. Can you send me a link to his page? You know, it's a whole different thing. But she's picky. I think that's the problem. She's very picky. But she'll find the right guy someday. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.